G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. You can hear 2020 weekdays on Vision from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time. It never fails to amaze that God is able to take a life and bring a dramatic transformation. The Bible is, of course, full of stories of how even the worst sinners can be turned into the greatest servants of God. Those stories of transformation didn't end with the Bible's greatest characters. Today, there are innumerable testimonies as to not only the soul-saving, but also the life-saving power of God. Our next guest is a former Mexican Mafia soldier who received Jesus and now travels the world as a Christian evangelist, telling the story of his own transformed life from killer and drug runner to a passionate soul winner. Adrian Hernandez is in Australia on a speaking tour. Adrian, welcome to 2020. You know, the way that the Lord changed my life, one day I was driving uh, my car. I had an 81 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, and it had hydraulics on it. And all of a sudden, one of the pumps of the hydraulics just stood still, and the vehicle was in the middle of the air. And at that time, there was this young girl that I liked, and I knew she was Christian, And but she never gave me the time of day. She told me, if you ever want to be with me as a, girl, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you would have to come to church and first change, and then I'll think about ever getting connected with you. So one, at that time and moment, she's passing by, and she sees me that I'm having car problems, and she goes, you want to ride home? And I said, okay, I'll go, but do not talk about your Lord, your Jesus, or whatever you talk about. So I get in the vehicle, and the Holy Spirit just takes over, just takes over her life. She starts talking in tongues. It's just, we're having church in there, literally. And I look at her, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you drugged? What's wrong with you? And she goes, no, I'm not drugged. It's just the Holy Spirit you won't understand until you experiment it. And I said, oh, okay, Jesus, once again, here and there, comes and saves us and all that. And she turned around. She goes, well, okay. I said, the Lord's a gentleman, so he's not going to come crashing into your heart. But I'm going to play a music, and hopefully you like Christian music. And I go, it's your car. You do whatever you want. She puts a Christian music it, um, by a worshiper called Jesus Adrian Romero. Um, the worship song is called Submerge Me. When I heard that song, it just broke my heart because it was literally talking about tired of life. I'm walking through a desert. My, my armor is destroyed, and I'm dying in the desert. And the only thing that could give me life again is that you submerge me in the rivers of life. So when I'm hearing that uh, worship in Spanish, my, my tears were coming out for the first time. And she turns around and tells me, are you crying? And, and because we were taught not to show weakness in the, in, the, in the mob, I was like, no, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm wiping my tears. But as more I'm saying I'm not crying, more tears are coming out. And the Lord literally was hugging me. For the first time in my life, I had a, a hug of a father because I didn't have a father. And I'm not using that excuse of my crime or my lifestyle because I didn't have a father. That's the reason why I did these things. No. For the first time in my life, I, I felt the love of a father, something that I was deep down desiring, a hug, a presence of, of, of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is just 
healing my pain, just healing my pain. I get to the house. I slam the door of a car and I said, get out of here. I don't want to see you. What have you done to me here and there? I get to the house and I call my friends. I go, bring the girls, bring the drugs. I need to get loaded under the drugs because I, I don't know what's going over me. I'm inside of a nightclub that night, wasted of drugs, a crystal methamphetamine, wasted with a cigarette in my hand, alcohol in the other, dancing the night away. And all of a sudden, I don't know, it's just like a wind just came inside that disco. And I heard that same Christian song that I heard during the day. And I'm like, what is the DJ doing to me? They're probably messing around with me. I literally go to the DJ booth and I go, what are you doing to me? And he looked at me, he goes, what's wrong with you? Look at, uh, look at the screen. We're playing uh, this kind of music. And I said, no, I'm hearing something else. And my friends said, relax. I think the drug finally got to you after years of doing it. I think the mind drug has really destroyed you. And I go, no, I'm listening to a Christian song inside of a disco at 1.30 in the morning, drugged out of my mind, and I'm hearing Christian songs in my heart. I get to the house, and I call that girl, and I go, if God really exists, take me to your church. I want to know if he really exists. So from that point forward, you went along to a local church, you heard preaching of the gospel. You responded. How did you respond in that time when you laid your life down and invited Jesus to come into your heart? You know, I, I, I want to say that with all due respect, I couldn't say because the Hispanic community is Catholic in California and especially in the Mexico area. With all due respect, I want to say this. I, I couldn't say that I was Catholic or a religion or some kind of belief because I would never go to church. I would say that I was Catholic, but I never went. So when I finally stepped into a church, it was new to me. Everything was new to me. I didn't know even how to raise up my hands. I didn't know how to close my eyes. I didn't even know how to open up a Bible. When I'm hearing this preacher, and I'm talking about a Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit preacher just running up and down with a wireless mic, bringing the heat of the Holy Spirit, I looked at him and I go, wow, this guy must be on a really good drug because, wow, he's blowing my mind away. But when he's preaching the Word of God, and I kept on feeling the love when he would quote the Scriptures, I would feel the love of God. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling this again, what I felt a couple of hours ago. I'm feeling it one more time, the love of God, the, 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 the brace of the Holy Spirit in my heart once again. And Adrian, we're going to have to cut a lot out of your story. Uh, but from that point, this encounter, this dramatic encounter with Jesus... Uh, using that song, uh, really tugging at your heartstrings, you've come a long way. And these days, uh, you've uh, in, you've planted churches uh, in the United States and in Mexico, and uh, and you're a visitor now around the world and speaking here in Australia uh, to various audiences. Uh, he's taking you on a journey where you're actually making an impact into other people's lives. You know, by the grace of God, the day that I got saved, the day I got delivered, the day the Lord was doing things in my life, as soon as the the Lord said, okay, the second day I was already preaching, just like Apostle Paul. As soon as he got delivered, as soon as everything was happening in his life, he was out there. I went out there without knowing really the Bible, just reading it while I was on the plane or I was on the bus heading toward Mexico or the times that I was at the hotel or staying at pastor's houses, just reading and knowing what the really word was meaning in my life. And I would preach it. I would preach it. And 13 years, by the grace of God, I've been around the world. I 
preached in front of pastors, in front of uh, prisoners. I was a chaplain for four years in California. It's amazing when you see prisoners tatted up, tattoos, bowing down under the presence of God, seeing people that maybe you look at them and you say, oh, there goes a criminal, there goes somebody out there, a, a junkie or whatever, but bowing down under the presence of God. And I've seen how the Lord has really um, supported me, really supported me. Um, I know we're cutting down on, on a lot. I I, I want to focus on a certain area, and, and I hope we have time. A lot of people say, oh, well, he was in the mob. I've heard so many stories that you cannot walk out of the Mexican mafia. He said it himself right now, and it's true. Because when I walked away, my friends that said at that time when I was in a drug life, I will always be there here and there, they turned their back against me. They came into church with guns in their hands to kill me inside of church the day I was going to be baptized. My best friend of the world at that time came to my house, put a 9 millimeter in my face, and with tears in his eyes, he says, you know why I'm here. I can't go back because if I don't kill you, they're going to kill me and my family. What do I do? And I told him, pull the trigger. At least you can say you pull the trigger. There'll be evidence enough that you pull the trigger because I knew the, the the codes that they would ask for to find out if you really pull the trigger. There was residue in your hand and all that. So I told him, pull the trigger. Go ahead and pull the trigger. At least I know I'm going in front of the Lord now. Back in the days, I didn't know where I was ending. I didn't know if I was going to go to heaven or go to hell. Adrian, as you think back on that contrast for what was a life that was filled with corruption, uh, violence, uh, hatred, that encounter with Jesus, and a life now that is, and I, I can hear this in your heartbeat, love has made all the difference, the love of God, and clearly the love of those that you've been able to uh, shelter with uh, those Christian believers who've been able to help you out of the lifestyle that you were in. When you think of that contrast now, is it, is it just so almost unbelievable to think that God does this stuff with someone's life? I honestly thought I wouldn't, wasn't going to be saved. I didn't think I was going to even survive. And when the Lord started changing my life, I look at it now, 13 years later, 14 years later, and I'm like, Wow, I should have been there a long time ago. And I remember certain spots in my life in the, in the, in the Mexican mafia. I should have been in here. I should have been dead here. I should have been in here. I should have been in here. And your grace, your hand of mercy pulled me out. You literally stopped the coffin from going down. And, and it's only because of him. And I tell everybody, wherever I go, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how what kind of lifestyle you live. You might be the person America's most wanted. But God will still forgive you. His love and his mercy endures forever. And I think that translates to Australia's most wanted too. Adrian Hernandez, our guest, and we've been hearing his story, a former Mexican mafia soldier. There'll be a link to Adrian's website on the vision.org.au page. Look for the 2020 blog and we'll have a link there. But Adrian, just a pleasure hearing the story that uh, that you've been able to tell of God's hand upon your life. And uh, our prayer, I, and I think uh, Aussie listeners right around this country will, will join in a prayer that says, uh, Lord, bless this man and let there be a tremendous response and uh, fruit to the testimony and the ministry that you have. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network.
We're back talking with former Mexican Mafia soldier Adrian Hernandez, who received Jesus and now travels the world as a Christian evangelist, telling the story of his own transformed life, from killer and drug runner to a passionate soul winner. Adrian Hernandez, in our last segment we heard that you were working under Mexican drug lords in the cartels in Mexico running drugs into Southern California. Adrian, you mentioned in that segment you felt caught in a lifestyle. How does God speak into a life of someone who is at a point when they're ready to turn? You know, the way that the Lord changed my life, one day I was driving uh, my car. I had an 81 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, and it had hydraulics on it. And all of a sudden, one of the pumps of the hydraulics just stood still, and the vehicle was in the middle of the air. And at that time, there was this young girl that I liked, and I knew she was Christian, And but she never gave me the time of day. She told me, if you ever want to be with me as a girl, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you would have to come to church and first change, and then I'll think about ever getting connected with you. So one, at that time and moment, she's passing by, and she sees me that I'm having car problems, and she goes, you want to ride home? And I said, okay, I'll go, but do not talk about your Lord, your Jesus, or whatever you talk about. So I get in the vehicle, and the Holy Spirit just takes over, just takes over her life. She starts talking in tongues. It's just, we're having church in there, literally. And I look at her and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you drugged? What's wrong with you? And she goes, no, I'm not drugged. It's just the Holy Spirit you won't understand until you experiment it. And I said, oh, okay, Jesus, once again, here and there, comes and saves us and all that. And she turned around. She goes, well, okay. I said, the Lord's a gentleman, so he's not going to come crashing into your heart. But I'm going to play a music. And hopefully you like Christian music. And I go, it's your car. You do whatever you want. She puts a Christian music it, uh, by a worshiper called Jesus Adrian Romero. Um, the worship song is called Submerge Me. When I heard that song, it just broke my heart because it was literally talking about tired of life. I'm walking through a desert. My, my armor is destroyed, and I'm dying in the desert. And the only thing that could give me life again is that you submerge me in the rivers of life. So when I'm hearing that uh, worship in Spanish— my my tears were coming out for the first time, and she turns around and tells me, "Are you crying?" And and because we were taught not to show weakness in 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 the mob, I was like, "No, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm wiping my tears." But as more I'm saying, "I'm not crying," more tears are coming out, and the Lord literally was hugging me for the first time in my life. I had a a hug of a father because I didn't have a father, and I'm not using that excuse of my crime or my lifestyle because I didn't have a father. That's the reason why I did these things. No. For the first time in my life, I, I felt the love of a father, something that I was deep down desiring, a hug, a presence of, of, of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is just t- healing my pain, just healing my pain. I get to the house. I slam the door of a car, and I said, get out of here. I don't want to see you. What have you done to me here and there? I get to the house, and I call my friends. And I go, bring the girls, bring the drugs, I need to get loaded under the drugs because I I don't know what's going over me. I'm inside of a nightclub that night, wasted of drugs, a crystal methamphetamine, wasted with a cigarette in my hand, alcohol in the other, dancing the night away, and all of a sudden I don't. It's just like a wind just came inside that disco, and I heard that same Christian song that I heard during the day, and I'm like. What is the DJ doing to me? They're probably messing around with me. I literally go to the DJ booth and I go, what are you doing to me? And he looked at me, he goes, what's wrong with you? Look at, uh, look at the screen. We're playing uh, this kind of music. And I said, no, I'm hearing something else. And my friends said, relax. I think the drug finally got to you after years of doing it. 
I think the mind drug has really destroyed you. And I go, no, I'm listening to a Christian song inside of a disco at 1.30 in the morning, drugged out of my mind, and I'm hearing Christian songs in my heart. I get to the house, and I call that girl, and I go, if God really exists, take me to your church. I want to know if he really exists. So from that point forward, you went along to a local church. You heard preaching of the gospel. You responded. How did you respond in that time when you laid your life down and invited Jesus to come into your heart? You know, I, I, I want to say that with all due respect, I couldn't say because the Hispanic community is Catholic in California and in, especially in the Mexico area. With all due respect, I want to say this. I, I couldn't say that I was Catholic or a religion or some kind of belief because I would never go to church. I would say that I was Catholic, but I never went. So when I finally stepped into a church, it was new to me. Everything was new to me. I didn't know even how to raise up my hands. I didn't know how to close my eyes. I didn't even know how to open up a Bible. When I'm hearing this preacher, and I'm talking about a Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit preacher just running up and down with a wireless mic, bringing the heat of the Holy Spirit, I looked at him and I go, wow, this guy must be on a really good drug because, wow, he's, he's blowing my mind away. But when he's preaching the Word of God, and I kept on feeling the love when he would quote the Scriptures, I would feel the love of God. And I was like, wow, I'm feeling this again, what I felt a couple of hours ago. I'm feeling it one more time, the love of God, the, 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 the brace of the Holy Spirit in my heart once again. And Adrian, we're going to have to cut a lot out of your story. Uh, but from that point, this encounter, this dramatic encounter with Jesus, uh, using that song, uh, really tugging at your heartstrings, you've come a long way. And these days, uh, you've, uh, in, you've planted churches uh, in the United States and in Mexico, and uh, and you're a visitor now around the world and speaking here in Australia uh, to various audiences. Uh, he's taking you on a journey where you're actually making an impact into other people's lives. You know, by the grace of God, the day that I got saved, the day I got delivered, the day the Lord was doing things in my life, as soon as the the Lord said, okay, the second day I was already preaching, just like Apostle Paul. As soon as he got delivered, as soon as everything was happening in his life, he was out there. I went out there without knowing really the Bible, just reading it while I was on the plane or I was on the bus heading toward Mexico or the times that I was at the hotel staying at pastor's houses, just reading and knowing what the really word was meaning in my life. And I would preach it. I would preach it. And 13 years, by the grace of God, I've been around the world. I preached in front of pastors, in front of uh, prisoners. I was a chaplain for four years in California. It's amazing when you see prisoners tatted up, tattoos, bowing down under the presence of God, seeing people that maybe you look at them and you say, oh, there goes a criminal, there goes somebody out there, a, a junkie or whatever, but bowing down under the presence of God. And I've seen how the Lord has really um, supported me really supporting me. Um, I know we're cutting down on, on a lot. I, I, I want to focus on a certain area, and, and I hope we have time. A lot of people say, oh, well, he was in the mob. I've heard so many stories that you cannot walk out of the Mexican mafia. He said it himself right now, and it's true. Because when I walked away, my friends that said at that time when I was in a drug life, I will always be there here and there, 
They turned their back against me. They came into church with guns in their hands to kill me inside of church the day I was going to be baptized. My best friend of the world at that time came to my house, put a nine millimeter in my face, and with tears in his eyes, he said, you know why I'm here. I can't go back because if I don't kill you, they're going to kill me and my family. What do I do? And I told him, pull the trigger. At least you can say you pulled the trigger. There'll be evidence enough that you pulled the trigger because I knew the 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 codes that they would ask for to find out if you really pulled the trigger. There was residue in your hand and all that. So I told him, pull the trigger. Go ahead and pull the trigger. At least I know I'm going in front of the Lord now. Back in the days, I didn't know where I was ending. I didn't know if I was going to go to heaven or go to hell. Adrian, as you think back on that contrast for what was a life that was filled with corruption, uh, violence, uh, hatred, that encounter with Jesus... And a life now that is, and I can hear this in your heartbeat, love has made all the difference, the love of God, and clearly the love of those that you've been able to shelter with, those Christian believers who've been able to help you out of the lifestyle that you were in. When you think of that contrast now, is it just so almost unbelievable to think that God does this stuff with someone's life? I honestly thought I wasn't going to be saved. I didn't think I was going to even survive. And when the Lord started changing my life, I look at it now, 13 years later, 14 years later, and I'm like, wow, I should have been there a long time ago. And I remember certain spots in my life in the, in the, in the Mexican mafia. I should have been in here. I should have been dead here. I should have been in here. I should have been in here. And your grace, your hand of mercy pulled me out. You literally stopped the coffin from going down and... And it's only because of him. And I tell everybody, wherever I go, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how, what kind of lifestyle you live. You might be the person America's most wanted, but God will still forgive you. His love and his mercy endures forever. And I think that translates to Australia's most wanted too. Adrian Hernandez, our guest, and we've been hearing his story, a former Mexican mafia soldier. There'll be a link to Adrian's website on the vision.org.au page. Look for the 2020 blog and we'll have a link there. But Adrian, just a pleasure hearing the story that, uh, that you've been able to tell of God's hand upon your life. And uh, our prayer, and I think uh, Aussie, uh, listeners right around this country will will join in a prayer that says, uh, Lord, bless this man and let there be a tremendous response and uh, fruit to the testimony and the ministry that you have. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much for having me. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.